The Worth of the Diamond by Patterson McNutt From All Story Weekly January 31, 1920 This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Dale Grothman The Worth of the Diamond by Patterson McNutt a little boy and girl sat beneath the cooling shade of a twisted old oak tree and dreamed the dreams that are the almost realities of childhood a party of tourists waved at them and they watched the big car with interest until it disappeared into the dust and haze of the languorous midsummer noontime i'd kind of like to go out there sometime the boy said dreamily out where oh out there the child waved a scrubby brown little hand vaguely toward the distant hills out there where the people's going huh what would you do if you did go there i'd kill indians that's what i'd do the boy replied stoutly ah i wouldn't do that huh you wouldn't do anything why you're only a girl he crushed her with the scorn of his glance what could you do her little pigtails tossed as she flung up her head with a haughty gesture well she said i guess i could be a princess or something i could the boy interrupted her with a sudden exclamation of excitement oh look it look at what i found he cried from the side of the road he snatched a glittering sparkling brilliant diamond a connoisseur of diamonds would have wept over it and fondled it like a human thing a queen would have considered it a handsome gift from a royal consort an artist would have marveled at the brilliance and variety of the bluish-white coloring which danced to the rays of the summer sun the little girl regarded the boy's prize indifferently. Ah, what are you so excited about? she inquired. It ain't nothing but glass. A young man and a girl strolled along the edge of the Milburn Country Club's golf course. The silence between them was not the easy, unconstrained silence of comradeship. The young man was embarrassed, a sort of anticipatory embarrassment the girl seemed resigned waiting his words and she was just a little bored i have to speak to you he began finally it's about something important i know what it is she interrupted quietly there was no coldness no hint of anger in her voice just indifference resignation and a little annoyance you know what the boy asked I know that you're going to ask me to marry you, she informed him. Why, why, how'd you know that? he asked incredulously. My father spoke to me last night, too. Oh, our fathers have arranged everything perfectly for us, haven't they? She sighed and added, It, it isn't at all like I thought it was going to be. The boy gazed at her in dazed surprise. 
I don't understand, he said. What isn't what it was going to be? Getting engaged, she replied. When I used to dream of being a princess, I always thought of a prince who some day would come to me on a snow-white steed, and— Oh, I know I'm awfully foolish, but I want romance. Always wanted it. I don't want to stay in Milburn, where everything is cut to an ordered pattern. I want to go out into the world and search for a prince and romance. I— Why, say, the boy interrupted her excitedly, you've got the same ideas I have. I'm a nut about romance. I never told anyone about it before. It seemed kind of foolish, but just the same, Don Quixote and Francois Villon and all those romantic fellows were the chaps I liked best. In college I just ate them up. Why, I think romance is the greatest thing there is. He stopped in sudden embarrassment at this impulsive revelation of his intimate feelings. Well, he said ruefully, you certainly can't find any romance in Milburn. No, the girl agreed with him, you can't. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm not going to be cheated by staying in Milburn. I'm going out into the world and find my romance. I'm going right away. And I think you ought to go too. You'll always be unhappy if you stay here and know that our dreams will never come true because you were afraid to venture. The eager, determined resolution of the girl found instant sympathy reflected in the eyes of the boy. I will venture, he said. Romance, she whispered softly. It isn't in Milburn. It's out there somewhere. The last faint rays of the setting sun had disappeared from the purpling sky, and the fast-gathering twilight had driven the few remaining players from the course as they finally turned homeward. A long, contented silence of happy hopes, and only a few fears for the future, was broken by the boy. "'We haven't got any use for this now,' he indicated a ring which he had taken from his pocket. I had our lucky diamond we found as kids set into this ring. I was going to give it to you for our engagement. The beautiful cold blue brilliance of the exquisite stone was set in a circle of plain, dull gold. No satellites of pearls or sapphires offered humble evidence to the perfection of the diamond. The beauty of the ring evoked no response from her. Oh, well, he said as he fingered the ring, I guess it wasn't much anyway. A man and a woman sat on a rustic bench in the garden of a beautiful estate on the Hudson. The man was a brilliant, widely known engineer who had just returned from a difficult job of construction recently finished in South America. The woman was a beautiful, accomplished actress of exquisite charm and grace. The soft light from an August moon at full filtered through the trees and gave silent battle to the dancing shadows. The murmuring splash of a small fountain 
mingled with the lilting strains of a waltz carried by the soft night wind from the windows of the house through which the gliding forms of dancers could be seen my dear the man said gently i think we've come to the end of the circle i want to announce our engagement tonight you're the princess and i'm the prince we've found our romance after all these years of searching haven't we the woman offered no answer except an affirmative pressure of the hand i have the ring here i wanted to give you the man continued i hope you will like it it's really a wonderful bit of jewelry it was a ring of gold he offered a ring set with a wonderful priceless diamond caught in a design of changing merging colors from hardly less brilliant jewels oh my dear she said breathlessly what a perfectly beautiful diamond it's certainly the most exquisite one i have ever seen it's a beautiful stone the man sighed a little sadly and it's the same diamond we had so many years ago only now it's in a different setting the end of the worth of the diamond by patterson mcnutt